This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 26, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. When you apply the Fourth Amendment to the security of your home, you tend to think of the police and not bureaucrats. Maurice Thompson is executive director of the 1851 Center for Constitutional Law in Ohio. He argues that when a home goes up for sale, that's not a good enough reason for a pointless, useless government search of that home. He's challenging a government inspection regime in Ohio. People often think of criminal searches when they think of the Fourth Amendment and searches that might be prohibited in general. And they might think of criminals running into their house with drugs and police changing them, uh, chasing them rather, and whether a warrant is needed for that. However, a lot of the government searches that tend to implicate Fourth Amendment concerns, particularly in the wake of a mountain of new, really helpful precedent from the Supreme Court, is in the field of regulatory and administrative searches, things like rental inspections of people's homes or what are called point of sale or pre-sale inspections of people's homes. And Fourth Amendment scrutiny has really increased from the Supreme Court in a series of cases, beginning with United States v. Jones in 2013, and then the victory for hotel operators in Los Angeles in Patel v. City of Los Angeles in 2015, to the point where it's very clear that if if the government is going to do a search, which is an inquiry for information, then it has to have either a warrant or a subpoena if they're documents. And that's especially true if the government's going to do a search of the the home or even a house that's not a home but is a rental property or a vacant house. Because what's clear is that the American house, a private house, is the most private and most protected property in the entire world and perhaps in the history of the world. So what has Ohio doing to infringe upon this right? About 30 to 50 cities throughout Ohio and hundreds and hundreds of cities outside of Ohio have not only rental inspection requirements, but also what are called pre-sale or point-of-sale inspection requirements. Now, we at 1851 have been very successful, most recently through a case called Baker v. Portsmouth, in striking down rental inspections as unconstitutional. We're now turning our attention to point of these point-of-sale inspections. And these are requirements that you get and pass a government inspection before you are legally permitted to sell your home to an otherwise willing buyer. So you contact the city government, say, hey, I've got a buyer for my home. He'd like to buy it. I'd like to sell it to him. Um, But I can't do that until I pay you a fee of approximately $200 for the inspection. And the local government code enforcer comes out and inspects every square inch of the house, the basement, the bedrooms, the cupboards, the kitchens, the appliances, and the garage and the yard. And then the code enforcer will issue a set of orders to you, the homeowner and home seller, and tell you that you cannot sell the house until X, Y, and Z are fixed up. Oftentimes, these um, this list can cost thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars, and can include cracks in the sidewalk that have to be repaired. It can include the colors. Uh, We have clients who have been denied the ability to sell their house and move to a new city simply because um, certain colors in their interior walls were pink or purple instead of a neutral color like a gray. They were ordered to paint their, their rooms gray or some other neutral color. So 
this work has to be done or else the sale is derailed and you're stuck living in your house. And the, the policy solution is the Fourth Amendment. It's let's keep the government code enforcers out of the house entirely. And if they have to get a warrant, they'll be out of the house because they actually can't get a warrant because there's no probable cause to search a house simply because it's for sale. What is the public rationale for requiring these inspections? The rationales tend to shift because they're basically litigation positions that the cities come up with on the spot. What they'll tell you is basically the equivalent uh, of paternalism. They'll tell you that buyers can't be trusted to make good choices for themselves, even if they hire their own private home inspector. And private home inspections is a very common field throughout the country. However, um, they also argue that uh, the towns will get really dumpy if people are allowed to sell dumpy fixer-upper type homes to others, uh, presuming that that house won't get fixed up by the new buyer. So it tends to be a public health, public safety type rationale that is relied upon. However, that rationale is undermined by the fact that the cities expressly disclaim any responsibility, accountability, or reliability for the searches that they perform. They expressly state in their codes that uh, the buyer should not rely upon this search because it will only reveal what's in plain view and it won't reveal any latent defects. And of course, the buyer can do that himself and his private home inspector can do that himself. At the end of the day, it's mostly a cash grab. They charge um, 50 to $200 for these inspections and then have follow-up inspections, and the cities tend to profit from these uh, fees, which turn out to be illegal taxes once the illegal search goes away. I'm prepared to believe that uh, a city might undertake a, a regime like that in order to protect one of the two parties who's involved in the transaction, but you're saying that the information that the city is gathering in these searches can't be used for anything. Well, it, it turns out that the point of sale inspections don't protect the seller, the buyer, or the general public. So let's start with the general public. Um, you can't clear the market price for a house if it can't be sold. So this is not unlike certain EPA regulations that we're familiar with that mandate that if you make a minor modification in your power plant, you have to significantly upgrade the environmental specs on it, which just causes factories to not make those kind of modern minor modifications. So I literally have a client who hasn't been able to sell her home because it's an $80,000 home in a a somewhat uh, middle class to poor area, and she's been ordered to partake uh, in eight to ten thousand dollars worth of work, which she can't afford, particularly if you're saving up for a down payment on the new home that you're going to move to. So that home doesn't get fixed up at all. Now, that does not help the general public. That does not help her. She's trapped in a home she doesn't want to be in, in a city she doesn't want to be in. And it does not help this the would-be buyers because there are many people out there that want a low-priced house. They want a deal. And they're willing to paint or do whatever it takes to do that. So you said we're used to seeing this or hearing about this kind of, uh, of searches that are ex executed by police. But this is somebody who's not a police officer. This is just a, a bureaucrat who's charged with executing a specific task. So I, I suspect that the the thinking 
is, oh, well, this isn't a Fourth Amendment issue because it's not a cop doing it and there is not a specific criminal uh, question that needs to be resolved. That's right. If there's one big takeaway from what I'm telling you for conservatives and libertarians, and particularly people who are out to make a difference in policy throughout this country, it's to remember that the Fourth Amendment applies equally to code enforcers, administrators, and bureaucrats as it does to police. And it applies equally to administrative or housing code searches, even fire code searches, as it does to police. And not only that, but oftentimes the inspection requirement is the cornerstone of an entire regulatory or licensing regime. And just like a game of Jenga, if you can pull that cornerstone out, the entire licensing regime collapses because the way you get a license as a landlord in the rental inspection context, for example, is to pass an inspection. The way you sell a home is to pass an inspection. So if you can remove the inspection requirement, which mandating a warrant does accomplish, you've wiped out the entire regulatory regime that plagues people. Maurice Thompson is executive director of the 1851 Center for Constitutional Law. We spoke in Nashville earlier this month. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.